My name is Jim Fleming, and this is Our Sunday School. I'm coming to you from the Hickson campus of Stewart Heights Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And we'd love to have you come and visit us. But if you're not in the area, please go to OurSundaySchool.com to see all of the resources we saw in class. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Year. Here we go. All right. Welcome to Our Sunday School. Uh, Today is the who, what, when, where, why, and how of Sunday School. Any of you that are involved in uh, business or planning or those types of things are going to recognize some of these words and terms. But I want to talk about purpose, vision, and mission, uh, why we exist, what we want to be, and how we get there. So the purpose statement for our church, anybody know? Flash it up on the screen and I'll take it down. It's to experience, know, and enjoy God so we make him known with our words and with our works. To experience, know, and enjoy God so we can make him known with our words and our works. And how do we typically summarize all of that? Anybody remember there's five of them? Yes, wife's responsibilities, right. So one of the things that I want to make sure that we do as we go through Sunday school is that we stay in very tight alignment with the purpose of our church. Because if our Sunday school class has a different purpose than our church does, then we're going to have misalignment and we're going to have problems at some point. This is our purpose, to experience, know, enjoy God, so you can make him known with our words and our works. Now, our vision is what we want to be. And the interesting thing is that our church purpose statement was written with a very vision-oriented flavor. So all you really have to do is add in a group who experience, know, and enjoy God uh, so we can make him known with our words and our works. So this is what we want to be. Our vision for our class is this. Now, this is still very fuzzy. Would you agree that you can go a lot of directions with this? All right, so we're going to go one more step. We're going to simplify this a little bit. So if we want to talk about experiencing, knowing, and enjoying God, then this is really talking about our relationship with God, right? That's the first half of this. And if we look at making him known with our words and our works, we make him known with our words and our works to men, to people that are visible with us. So this is relationship with God and relationship with man. So our mission, how we get there. So what we're going to focus on, our, our objective, how we're going to get to the purpose, the vision, to be what we want to be, is to build relationships with God and relationships with man using what? I heard it. I heard it. Our head, our hearts, our hands. Yes, because it's already on your paper, right? Some of you are going like, Jim, you, you've already given us the answer. Yes. It's a teaching strategy called repetition. <laughs> right? So you've heard me talk about this several times uh, in 2017 when we went through Romans. Uh, and so what we want to do is we want to engage with truth, interaction with truth. This is doctrine. This is orthodoxy. This is engaging our heads. We want to make sure that there's a connection with other believers, so that we're engaging our hearts. There's passion involved with this. This is orthopathy. And then engaging our hands. A, there's ministry opportunities. This is our behavior, our orthopraxy. So here's what I want to uh, talk about for just a second. Our mission is to build relationships with God and relationships with man using head, heart, and hands. And if we want to translate that into what we actually do in Sunday school, it is study, pray, and serve. This is how we flesh out what we're going to be doing, is studying, praying, and serving. So engaging our heads is the study process, the Bible study process. Engaging our hearts is our table prayer time at the end of class. And then engaging our hands is how we serve in a variety of different ways in class. And some of you are physically consuming some of the service opportunities in class. And to that I say, enjoy. (laughs) And that is good. And thank you for that. 
what I want to do next real quick is I just want to show you the pitfalls of not having each one of these things present. So what happens if we pull one or two of these things off the page and say we just focus on one or two of the three? So if we only focus on the head and the knowledge and the doctrine, and we don't ever focus on the heart and the hands, those are missing, what we end up with is problem solving. Theological problem solving, where we know all the answers, but we don't do anything with it, and we don't really care. Does this make sense? Okay, all right. So if we decide that we only want to focus on the heart, but we don't actually have any plan or strategy, and we don't have any doing anything, then we're just daydreaming. Non-directional passion. You've never met anybody like that, right? You just, well, I'm excited. What are you excited about? I don't know. I'm excited. Well, that's dangerous. <laughs> this is really dangerous. And in the, in the space of theology, it's incredibly dangerous. So let's keep going. So let's say that the head and the heart are missing, but we only just have something to do. Like, I just need you to check a box and do this thing. In the government, we call this bureaucracy. Uh, some of you may have experienced this at your workplaces before where your boss or somebody comes to you and says, look, I just need you to do this. Like, just, just do this thing. And you say, well, why do we do this? I don't care. You don't have to know why. I just need you to do it. Bureaucracy, right? And, and there's a value in some level of bureaucracy, but there's also a tremendous amount of confusion and lack of passion involved in this. So let's keep going. So let's say we have the heart and the hands, but no head. Well, now we've just got reckless enthusiasm. Right? We're, we're fired up. We've got a bunch of workers, but we don't know what we're going to be doing. Uh, not good, right? So let's say we've got the head and the heart, but no hands. So now we've got strategy without legs. We know exactly what we should be doing. We're passionate about it, but now we're not going to actually do it. We're just going to wait on that. And then number six, this is the last one, the next last one, actually. So if we're missing the heart, but we have the head and the hands, then what we have is disjointed action. We... We know what we should be doing, and we are doing it, but we just don't care. And nobody's ever served like that before, right? Is any of this hitting home? Does this make sense? Yes? Okay. And then, when you engage all three, the head, the heart, and the hands, you have the opportunity for relationship building with God and with man. This is my why each one of these is important as we go through. And I spent a lot of time thinking about this the last couple of months, and I think this is where we are most of the time. I think we have a pretty good idea of doctrine and a pretty good idea of some passion, but we are missing a lot of hands at times. This is the eerie, quiet part of Sunday school. One of the things that I got over a long time ago in teaching is odd, awkward silence. Because <clears throat> if you're not okay with odd, awkward silence, you should never teach. It's just the way this is going to work. All right, so the simplified summary purpose statement at the top of your handout on page one there, pull out your handouts, here we go, is why do we do Sunday school? Our purpose is to experience, know, and enjoy God so we can make him known with our words and our works. What do we do in Sunday school? Our mission, well, we study the Bible, we pray for others, and we serve others. And, and you may be asking, uh, who is we? Who is we? We is anybody that wants to attend. I'm completely fine. We've had seven-year-olds that were consistent attenders of this Sunday school class. And we have, on occasion, how old is she now? She's 97. That's awesome. And when she's in town, she's in Sunday school. So I'm just saying, from 7 to 96, now 97. When she comes back, then I'll be able to say 97. But she's only been here since she's 96. So, 
Uh, so anybody that wants to attend, but the thing that I want you to know is that if you bring a kid into class, we are not going to skip whatever the text is for the day. That's on you to filter. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yep, we sure are. So feel free. You bring whomever, whatever you'd like. That's absolutely fine. Uh, but we're, we're not going to skip content based on who is actually in class. Now, if I tell you that uh, what we do in Sunday school is study the Bible, pray for others, and serve others, when I ask you the question, how do we prepare each week, what do you think, what do you think the answer there is? Study, pray, and serve. Yes, those are your first three blanks. Study, pray, and serve. So how do we prepare each week? So before you walk in this class each week, here's your pre-class work, our pre-class work. So there's a head component, so be ready to study. So I want you rested up, and I want you to have read the text that we're going to study for the day. Because if you're exhausted, that's very difficult to engage in what some of you have uh, come to love, what some of you have come to hate, uh, the sometimes complex theological things that we approach in this class. Josh is like, sometimes? What do you need to remove the word sometimes, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, so rested and read the text. So the heart is be ready to pray. I want passionate participation in prayer. That when, we, when I say, all right, guys, it's time to do our weekly update, uh, lean in, engage, pray with those around your tables, that is not the time for us to leave. That is time for us to lean in and engage. Because this is when you're going to make a friend. Because when somebody says, I will pray for you, that changes your relationship with them substantially. And then the orthopraxy, be ready to serve. Uh, and this is, this is, I have no idea what this is going to be some weeks. Some weeks it's going to be, hey, we've got to move all these tables and chairs. Some weeks it's going to be, hey, we've got to get in the auditorium and do X, Y, Z. Some weeks it's going to be, uh, we, are, we will not know until the middle of Sunday school. So when you walk into class, rested, passionate, open eyes, ready to work. All right, what's the next section? What's the next question that's asked on your handout? What do we believe in Sunday school? What do you think my answer to what do we believe in Sunday school is? The Bible, yes, which is why it's the first bullet, the authority, clarity, necessity, and sufficiency of Scripture. If you want to know what all those words mean, uh, we have a podcast that you can go and listen to me teach a lesson on each one of those four topics. Uh, but the authority of Scripture, it is the most authoritative, correct book in the universe. So we're going to line up under it. It is clear in what it says. Uh, it is necessary for our life, and it is sufficient for what we are to do and have been called to do. Uh, another way thing that we're going to do in Sunday school is 1 Corinthians fourteen forty. Let all things be done decently in order. Now, the word for decently there in the Greek does not mean perfectly. Yes, I'm glad. Because that's a high bar. <laughs> Decent is different than perfect, right? Would you agree? Okay, good. And in order just means that there's some type of a plan. It doesn't mean a lot more than that. Uh, so theologically, we align to the Baptist faith and message. This is the uh, theological statement for our church uh, and for the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, it's a really, it's about a 15, 16 page document. It's a good read if you've never read it. Uh, help you fill in some blanks on some questions that you may have about Stuart Heights theology. And then 1 Corinthians 16, 14, let all that you do be done with love. Uh, this is the belt that wraps around all these other items because if we do these first three things in a way that is a jerk, then it's going to be me and my wife and probably not my daughter. She'd go find another class. But in three weeks. So what are our expectations, our minimum requirements? So here's what I want you to do. You got a pen or a pencil? I want you to circle this whole section. 
I want you to put a star on the left-hand side and a star on the right-hand side. If you would like to be a member of this class, these are the minimum requirements. And yes, I understand we've not done this before. So from the student's perspective, from your perspective, here's what you can expect every single week. Weekly opportunity to study, pray, and serve. If you're going to get up on the weekend and drive to a location an hour before a couple hundred other people are, I'm going to guarantee every single week that you come in, there's going to be an opportunity to study, to pray, and to serve every week. Now, the quality of the study for years and years and years, I have described this as how. McDonald's, that's exactly right. How many of you, uh, somebody tell me what your favorite hamburger is in the whole universe? Like the favorite, like of anywhere, anywhere in the, in the universe. You're five guys, water, oh, Whataburger. Now, Main Street Meats, now we're getting somewhere. Public, thank you very much. There we go. Amy comes through every year for me so that I can brag about the public house what? Pimento cheese bacon burger. That's exactly right. And if you've never had the public house pimento cheese bacon burger, you are missing out because it is exquisite. Somebody else, what's your favorite one? Skip, what's your favorite hamburger? Come on, tell me the truth. McDonald's, I know it is. You know why? Because you give me the same answer every single year. <laughs> I have learned that your favorite hamburger is McDonald's. Is anybody else's favorite hamburger McDonald's? There's no shame. Well, there is a little bit of shame, but it's, it's not. I already have shamed you for what a burger, yes. There's better out there. There's better. All right, so what's on a McDonald's hamburger? Uh, maybe. It doesn't mold, so I would say challenge. Bread? Onions. What kind of onions? Tiny, tiny, tiny little onions, right? Ketchup, mustard. What else? There's two pickles, aren't there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's two pickles. And it, no, no, not not the not the not the uh, Big Mac. Just the hamburger, right? So why do I bring up McDonald's? I bring up McDonald's because there's a certain minimum level of quality that you can expect every single week. You will get at least McDonald's. There will be bread and meat and ketchup and mustard and pickles and onions. And if there's some of that that you do not like, well, okay. There will still be bread and meat and get... This is the way this is going to work. So there will be a minimum standard. I am not guaranteeing you Main Street meats every week. But every once in a while, we may get really close. So there's a certain minimum threshold. So you're going to get an opportunity to study, an opportunity to pray. Every single week we're going to end with prayer and an opportunity to serve every single week. There will be something for us to do. So the second bullet there under the student's perspective is daily prayer. If you're a member of this class, I am going to pray for you by name every single day. Every day. We are investing in each other. And then the third bullet is ad hoc help, which is as generic a statement as I could come up with for... Whatever crap could happen in your life, you've got a group of people that are going to help. I don't know what the crap looks like, but it's broad in its spectrum. I've been teaching Sunday school for 16 years, 15, 16 years at Stuart Heights. And I have seen, <laughs> but the beautiful thing is God always supplies the people 
to meet the needs that he has, and it's beautiful. So that's what you get. That's your benefits. That's your, your benefit statement. <clears throat> it's the beginning of the year. HR departments around the world are talking about benefit statements. This is yours. This is your benefit statement. Now, from the teacher's perspective, I have four expectations for every member of our class. That you attend, that you prepare, that you pray, and that you serve. That you attend, that you prepare, that you pray, and that you serve. And I will say this with as much love as I can wrap around this statement. If you do not want to do one or more of those four things, this might not be the Sunday school class for you. We have other Sunday school classes that are good Sunday school classes. I like this one. But attend, prepare, pray, and serve. If you go AWOL, we will go after you. If you continue to go AWOL, we will let you go AWOL. We'll be very clear, but at the same time, there are other options. Prepare. This is reading the text, and I would love it if you would pray for whoever was going to speak that week. That would be a very simple two things to do. Read the text and pray for whoever's going to speak. And then pray when we have prayer time. And then serve as we have opportunities to serve. This is the expectation. And I'll be honest with you guys. Some of you have been in my Sunday school class for... Justin, how long have you been coming to Sunday school with me? 2000, that's a long time, right? you got to get your calculator. you got to take your shoes off to calculate, right? And if you decide that one of those four isn't for you... No hard feelings, bro. Attend, prepare, pray, and serve. All right, so when and where do we do Sunday school? We do Sunday school Sunday mornings at 9.07. I know, I skipped that blank at the bottom, didn't I? We're going to come back to that. It's still not time to get there. Do Sunday school at 9.07. We do Sunday school at 9.07 for a very simple reason. We're Americans, <laughs> and we're habitually late to things. So here's the way this works. If you squeal into the parking lot at 9 o'clock, I think you ought to get counted as on time. That's just my personal preference. You squeal into the parking lot at 9 o'clock, you're on time because you've got time to walk your kids to the nursery area, check them in through whatever scanning and tagging activity we have in the lobby, uh, and then come in, get a plate of food, grab a cup of coffee, have a seat. When you look at your watch after that activity, it will be 907. So if you can get, if you can physically make it to the campus by nine o'clock, you can be on time, and we will start at nine on nine o seven. Now, except for April first, December twenty third, and December thirtieth. So, December twenty third and December thirtieth, we usually take off the two Sundays right around Christmas and New Year for a break, and then April first. Anybody know what April Fool's Day is this year? And. Gary's Stuart Heights anniversary. You may know how many years? I won't spoil it for you. It will be mentioned a few times in the coming months, so we'll get there. All right, we meet in this class uh, until we need a different size class, so that's where we are. So 907 here. Uh, who does what in our Sunday school? These are our assignments. Uh, Justin and Carrie, Justin waves. This is where everybody waves. That's Justin Harness. Uh, he and his wife get here early and set up the tables and chairs. Dave Barber is actually picking somebody up right now. He's the guy that does all the sound and the recording and the video equipment and all the... Now, I do want everybody to turn around and look at the section back there in the corner. Does it look the same as it did a few weeks ago? No. Does it look better? Yes, that's Dave Barber. Uh, we got all new equipment. Uh, the sound is substantially better. The recordings are substantially better. We're also going to be able to do some cool stuff with electronics, uh, engaging you in a couple of more interesting ways that you'll see that rolling out in the next few weeks. 
Uh, and then Anna Grace made the handout today. That's awesome. So she stocks the tables. So uh, when Justin and Carrie put up the tables, the Bible and the handouts and all this stuff doesn't just magically appear. Speaking of Bibles, there is a new Bible on your table today. Uh, this is a New King James, and that's what we'll be using as we go through 2018. All right, so the next section there is breakfast. Uh, Jessica Miller, wave at me, Jessica. She leads our breakfast crew. Uh, week one is Shannon Miller. Week two is three is Jessica Miller. Week four is my wife, Julie. And then week five is Jessica Miller. And if this is something that you can do, there is funding available for this. You could either uh, cook it yourself or buy it. Uh, we would like somebody to help assist with feeding in this space. If you want to volunteer right now, go for it. Um, but we are always looking for additional help. If you're looking for a way to serve, even being a backup is a helpful thing in this space. So we could use that as well. Teaching. Hi, my name is Jim. Um, I lead the class and the primary teacher. About 80% of the time I'm teaching. Uh, and at least six other people will be teaching in 2018. Uh, praying. Darla, wave at us. Darla leads by collecting and distributing all the prayer requests for the weekly update. That's the piece of paper that's on your table, the blue strip at the top. Um, and then she also puts those on our private Facebook group, and you get there at bit.ly slash Fleming SS. Uh, and if you're not a member of that, you can shoot me a, uh, an email or put a request in to join, and we can add you to it. But that's where all of our prayer requests go. So if you've got something and you say, well, this is kind of sensitive. All right, great. It's going to stay sensitive. It's, it's closed down and locked down, and you know, as long as Zuckerberg doesn't do something stupid, it'll continue to be that. Uh, and then parting, so Julie's going to lead our lunches. Uh, we've got four of those scheduled this year, February 4th, April 1st, August 5th, and October 21st. So uh, keep those dates in mind. Yes, yeah, Skip. We're not going to be here April 1st. Where would we hold a party on April 1st? Coolidge Park. That's exactly right. So for several years now, other Sunday school classes have had lunch on Easter, we're going, to do this, we're going to do that this year. What are we studying this year? Now, if you recall, some of you may recall, uh, I only got two words this year as far as what we were going to be studying this year. Does anybody remember what the two words were? Old and short, yeah. Which is... <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I was just going to kind of hover until somebody did. So that's the... Uh, old and short. Those are the two words that I got this year, which is kind of weird. Um, so, oh, by the way, this is what our private Facebook page looks like. This artwork was designed by Miss Kristen, soon to be Harper. Uh, and so if you think this is creepy, I didn't do it. She did. I think it's fantastically wonderful. I have used it as my profile pic on Facebook, and I've had people come up at work and be like, you have some serious artistic skills. I said, no. I have some seriously gifted friends is what I have. So this is the way this works. So if you find yourself here, this is the private uh, space. However, when I got old and small or short, which were the words it was, but the, the idea for me was my brain initially went to minor prophets, which is where Tim Archer's brain went to when I said this for the first time. And so I thought, okay, so let's just have a timeline of the history of the world. So if creation was 4,000 B.C.-ish and Abraham lived, 2,000 years after that, and Jesus showed up 2,000 years after that, and we're 2,000 years after that. The distance in timeline from the minor prophets to the small New Testament books, both of those are still really far away from us. Would you agree? So, here's what we got. You ready? 
First book up for this year. We're going to do seven small books this year. We did one book last year. What was the book? You better know that. Holy cow. All right. First book up is Obadiah. Obadiah. If nothing else happens, we'll learn how to say them and pronounce them properly and spell them. So we've got three weeks in Obadiah. Then we're going to go to 2 Thessalonians. You're welcome. I didn't make you spell Thessalonians. It's a long word, I know. Seven weeks in 2 Thessalonians. And then Nahum. Five weeks in Nahum. Then we're going to go to 3 John and Jude. So if you think about this, this is before summer, this is summer, and this is after summer. So 3 John and then Jude, and then 2 Peter and Zephaniah. So 2 Peter is the longest book that we'll cover this year, which is still like really, really short. Now, an interesting thing is that if you added up all the words, not that I would ever do this, but if you added up all the words in all these books, it is shockingly similar to the number of words in Romans. So the pace that we went through with Romans, which was about a paragraph a week, is the same pace that we're going to go through these smaller books. So just because they're small doesn't mean we're going to run through them. Just we're going to go at the same pace. I think that was a, was a helpful pace. Now, what are we going to use to help us walk through this as our resources for 2018? If you learn nothing else from going through Romans, where do we start Bible study? Asking the Holy Spirit for help. That's exactly right. We ask the Holy Spirit for help. And then we're going to use the Bible, obviously. We're going to use the New King James. If you want to align with what we're actually going to be reading from and studying in class, you can pick up a New King James. Uh, for members only, uh, we've got the uh, Fleming Sunday School uh, page. And now, for the first time ever, you get to see it today. Uh, for everyone, I get a lot of people, a lot of people, probably in the last two years, 75 to 100 requests to join this from people that are not in our class. And I say, no. To everyone. Somebody tell me why I would say no to everyone. That's where our prayer requests are, right? That's our family private stuff. You're not getting in the family private stuff unless you're in the family. Does this make sense? All right, great. So, uh, so I created a public place. And we're calling it Our Sunday School. Because I wanted it to be a name that you could remember. What's the name of Our Sunday School? Oh, it's Our Sunday School, yes. And I actually got the Facebook address, Our Sunday School. <laughs> yeah, so you can go to fb.com. Facebook brought this from uh, Farm Bureau a couple years ago. fb.com slash Our Sunday School, and it'll take you to this, Our Sunday School, which is a place for us publicly to talk about the lesson and questions and work through things. This is not a place to share prayer requests unless you want literally the whole world to have access to it. Private, public. <laughs> okay? Different venues here for different ideas. Now, so study, dialogue, questions, all kinds of stuff. If you want to invite a friend, you can send them here, and they can learn what we're studying and how things work. But what I'm really pleased with is number five, and this is OurSundaySchool.com. I figured while I was at it, I'd just buy the domain. So I bought the domain, and we made a website, and this is OurSundaySchool.com, and here's what you can find there. 
You can find directions on how to get here. We are not competing with Stewart Heights Baptist Church in any way, shape, or form. We are promoting Stewart Heights Baptist Church in every way possible. So directions to get here. You can listen to any of the prior lessons here. It's a slick little podcast player. I would strongly encourage you to check this one out. You can read all the prior lessons, and I've got things out in PDF and in Word and in native PowerPoint file formats. You've got our current Sunday School series over here with any resources. You want to read it in Hebrew, you want to read it in English, we'll have some audio links as well. Uh, if you want to talk about these things, we've got links to the public Facebook page, to the private Facebook page. If you've got a question, you want feedback, you can put that there. If you would like to subscribe, we will have a weekly email, one, I promise not to spam you, one a week. It will come out on Sunday afternoon. Put your email address uh, and name in there. You'll get that. It'll have all the details from that Sunday morning's lesson, as well as your homework for the next week. So you can get one email, everything's in one spot, and you can subscribe to the podcast as well. If you want to send your friends to OurSundaySchool.com and just tell them to click on the About Us this lesson with all of this information that describes what we actually do is right there. OurSundaySchool.com Kind of excited about this. So, any questions about these resources? Now, the thing I want you to... The, re, the thing I really want us to be very clear on is that the big blue gym head is private <laughs> and the Bible is public. Everybody with me? Okay, because I don't, I don't want us to mix this one up. This feels like it could cause some anxiety if we actually did mix this up. So, our post-class work. How do we prepare every single week? What do you think the first blank is? Ask, yes. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. Ask, A-S-K. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. Read next week's text. And I've given you next week's text. It's Obadiah 1, 1 through 9. Finding it will be the most difficult part of that assignment, okay? It's, in most of your physical Bibles, literally one page long, so it's, it's tricky to find. That's what the bookmark is for in your Bible. If you've ever wondered the reason for that, it's for Obadiah. Uh, so read next week's text. Uh, number three, talk to someone about the text. I would encourage you to do it because I'm going to be posting questions in fb.com slash our Sunday school in that venue uh, or you can talk to somebody in person. I think that's great. Share, number four, share your insights and questions by Thursday. Miss Darla, I'm giving you a whole other day this year. There we go. I knew you'd be excited about that. By Thursday, if you want things to make, be able to make it into the lesson, that's a good date uh, to be able to do that. And then what do you think number five is? Invite, yes, invite a member or non-member. And I would say you can invite them either directly to class or to the very last blank of today's lesson, which is what? OurSundaySchool.com. There you go. I'm trying to make this very digitally easy for us to share information with others and go from there. So where are we starting next week? Obadiah. So guess what it's time to do? It's time to pray. Lean in, engage, pray. The weekly update looks just a little bit different. Don't start yet. Looks just a little bit different because we cut a whole bunch of stuff out that we think was really old prayer requests. So if you had something on there, then you went, holy crap, it's gone. Okay, it might have been. Yep. My name is Jim. I take full responsibility for that. 
Uh, so if you want it added back, put your name and the request back, and we can get that added back. But make sure your names are at the bottom of that page, and after you have prayed, you are dismissed from the first Sunday school class of the year for our Sunday school. So thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to our weekly email. You can do both at OurSundaySchool.com.